This week we'll be talking about the game industry speaking out against the Supreme Court's backwards mentality with overturning Roe v. Wade, a major change happening to Final Fantasy 16 from software the creator of Elden Ring finishing up development on their next game and staffing up for new projects, impressions for the Cory, Gundam Evolution Beta, Sonic Origins, and more on Season 6, Episode 24 of Press X to Start Podcast. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vashworth, a.k.a. Jim is life, a.k.a. Dom with the thick cheeks is here to destroy your barriers. Who else is here? I am Sean M.F. Ross. What the M.F. stand for? Sometimes late, but always on time. Oh, I think there's M and F in, in that sentence. Yeah, that totally passes. Last up. Oh, you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the best pregnant pause ever. <laughs> it's me, Avery. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, now you know who we are. Press X Start Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. If you haven't guessed, it's the darker kind of point of view. Anyways. Uh, with that being said, let us jump into the quick hits. Ah! Avery, take it away. Uh, hey everyone, it's me, Avery, here to do the quick hits. I'm actually, uh, prepared this time because my computer's not fucking up on me, but let's go ahead. So this is your first story, this is from VGC, this is from Tom Ivan. Uh, Last of Us and Days Gone Veterans announced new studio in NFT game Ashfall. So, the two veterans in question are Michael Moombar, who you would know he used to be the head of Sony's visual arts department, which is sort of like a, not really a studio, it's a support team that helps up major AAA studios in Sony put out their games. Uh, and then John Garvin, who used to be the creative director of uh, Sony Band and is essentially the creator of Days Gone. They've teamed up for a new entertainment studio called uh, Lethos. Uh, and their debut game is Ashfall, which is described as the first true web 3.0 AAA title for PC, console, and the Hedera network, which uses a native energy-efficient cryptocurrency called HBAR. What does that mean? I don't like any of this. So this is the first time I've seen uh, one of the independent AAA studio announcements go out like a wet fart in terms of like fanfare <laughs> and like interest from the video games community. I think I'll that's because everybody's just like, what does this even mean? Yeah, we heard this before. Like, you're, you're talking bullshit. Okay, cool. I, I think the telling part about this is that I went to Google and I typed in Ashfall game and I got Asphalt, which is a racing Ooh. game. And they have a bunch of them. And it's just like, you guys got to work on your SEO like real quick because this is not, not popping for you right now. <laughs> like, did they need to announce that they literally have nothing? They have one I mean, screenshot, maybe one concept art thing. Like, what? I mean, that's, oh, I that's part of the course for all new studio announcements. You can't be like, we didn't say anything about what we were doing or what, how do we recruit people doing that if we're just quiet for two years, then we show off a game and then hope for everything to go well after the fact. So I have a theory about this and like why people 
crucify themselves by talking NFTs in the game industry. And I, I really think it's just for investors because on the flip side of this, like outside of the game community, everyone with money is interested in putting money into anything NFT, anything cryptocurrency, because they want to be on the cutting edge and they want to have their money there just in case it actually pops off and makes money for them. So I definitely feel like they're kind of targeting that kind of donor class. Donor class. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So like, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I guess, you know, we'll see. We'll Fire see fest all over again. <laughs> Get your tickets now. Ah. We can only fit three in a tent. I think, honestly, uh, Mumbar and I know for a fact that, uh, what's his face? Uh, I forgot his name because I have the brain capacity of a goldfish. John Garvin. Uh, yeah, I think uh, John Garvin doesn't really have a good reputation in regards to games. There were a lot of articles about his postmortem from Gaze Gone not being the most smooth uh, uh, transition. And then there's also the, uh, I want to say, the David Jaffe effect in that if he's a video game developer who wants to hang out with David Jaffe currently, then he's probably not the most it's not great, a good great guy to hang out with. So there's a strong chance that they went NFT because that was the only way to fund their game. That's a good D- point. That's to DJ's point. earlier point, like, hey, we're not the two most perfect people to work for in games. So we're not going to find from a lot of publishers, like, especially the way the two of them have gone out. Days Gone wasn't a success, and he was very open about his issues with everything. And then uh, Mombard was, I guess, like a support person at Sony who then got really angry when Sony, the business above him, like, decide to make moves in regards to the production of a game that technically wasn't really his to begin with. So there's all that. So it's like, if I'm in the, if I'm a big publisher in video games, I'm not really interested in funding their uh, concept for a division like game. So I guess they jumped at the call for uh, crypto and NFTs because that's the only way they were going to get it funded. Like if I were to guess, I would probably guess that the whole NFT wing or aspect of the game probably wasn't in their first draft probably wasn't in their second draft so it's just kind of like this is just a thing that they have to do but I'm, i, I mean I'm, I'm just looking at the description and it's just it'll have players fighting to survive a world scarred by global warming whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop beginning as a connected single player adventure that will evolve into a multiplayer pvp and pve cinematic transmedia world what? Mm-hmm. That's just blanket marketing speech for all of these. There's nothing special about that. Yeah, I, I know yeah. you're. I think you're you're annoyed more about the context of everything around it than less than the marketing speech of this is the type of game we're putting out. I, it kind of sounds like uh like division. I guess it, it, sounds, it sounds a lot like division. That? It sounds a yeah, lot okay. like the division, <laughs> except that one random roll gun I have will be attached to a cryptocurrency, so it'll be a totally unique, but at the exact same stats as fifteen other guns. <laughs> Oh, this is this is my gun. This is this is my gun, and no one else has my gun. So you have an M sixteen. There's there's like five M sixteens over there. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) I don't know, man. Whatever. Next, next. next. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This this story is uh, relatively big. It doesn't really have much to do with games, but it has a little little aftershock and ripples for games. So I'm pulling from Kotaku. Uh, this is from Ethan Gash. I'm going a lot on my own personal memory of the events that transpired. Uh, PlayStation Studios breaks silence on abortion rights after Roe overturned. So I woke up. I woke up. I remember I don't have good internet, especially when I'm at work. 
so I don't really get a lot of news unless I'm looking for it. But I got a random ping from our own Slack about Jordan without context saying, oh, man, I hate America and anything like that. And I'm like, so then yeah. I, I that was when I had to go do the looking myself and like, OK, this is what's going on. So the Supreme Court, the conservative justices that Donald Trump put in power have been successful in their uh, getting rid of Roe v. Wade and essentially women's reproduction rights has been set back about 100 years. Uh, allegedly, he finds it to be a bad idea as well. Allegedly. Well, he's had so many women give abortions. So, like, of course, yeah, he right. Find <laughs> a bad idea. Like, that means there's going to be 15 uh, more Trump kids that he has to deal with. Mm hmm. But yeah, so. What, it, what I'm hearing from you is uh, if they overturn the 13th Amendment, we need to call you, not text you, to uh, get home as well, soon as possible. I mean, if I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And unless someone in my office makes a big stink about this, which they're not, because they're all supposed to be working, I'm not going to know breaking news unless I'm literally in a corner of the right. office with a good reception looking shit up. Hey, Reed, you know what the 13th is? I don't pay attention. Slavery, Negro. I mean, it's, it's uh... a b- base. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know it either. <laughs> I'm going to keep it... I- uh, in all seriousness, I'm gonna keep it a stack. This is the first of many things the Supreme Court is going to overrun. Uh, yeah, the rights yeah. of minorities in general, and if you're not a straight white Christian male, your rights over male. the next yeah. ten years are probably gonna get rolled back. Like uh, gay rights, that's probably next. Trans rights probably gonna be codified to be a bigger issue. And then yeah, one of them, are, one of them talked about contraception as well. Yeah. So it's like, then, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, going further from that, if you're a Muslim, guess what? They're going to find some fucking Supreme Court way to fuck you up. And it's just gonna, it's it's not great. It's not great. Like this is this is the scary timeline. So I need to start bleaching now. Is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I mean Sean can yeah Sean can pass as a white name. So yeah yeah. No okay. <laughs> but but uh, on a serious note though, um, yeah. Now this is fucked up. So Roe v. Wade got uh, overturned, which is terrible. Uh, there's been a lot of push from, you know, different places from the game industry about what you can do now. And the big thing is to donate and is to support. So uh, what we'll be doing is I will be creating a little pass through link for pressxstart.com. So what you can do is go to pressx2start.com slash donate, and it will take you to Act Blue, which is a, you know, a, a bigger donation charity platform that a lot of mm. other places are using so go there support help out because at this point it's going to be a community thing like government is not here for the people voting is important and people don't take it seriously yeah Uh, but yeah it that's just it's a bigger issue because like yes voting is important but if the state and and federal is just allowing like bullshit to happen like gerrymandering and stuff then like or just even yeah, like I had that discussion the other day, but we're not going to turn this into a political. Yeah, yeah, press yeah. Extra, it's press X of politics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in a I'm not going to say surprising, but in an interesting state of events, when I went onto Twitter after learning that and hit my like refresh on video game Twitter, uh, the first group who really came out in full unified force were the Sony first party studios. Uh, literally nearly Good. every one of the major first party studios came out with a message about this what what was interesting about this and what the the consternation about this after the fact was was this a concerted effort by sony management to allow this to happen what changed in playstation studios to facilitate this 
or are they doing this in open defiance of what Jim Ryan and his initial uh, really weird email that he sent privately that got blown up because they were all pissed? Right. And yeah, from, they probably got a private Discord or something. Uh, I originally thought it was a open defiance, but it sort of becomes clear uh, if you look at it that because every Sony studio was using essentially the same wording on the same template. type of background on the tape yeah. template, but this was a corporate decision. So it, it's clear that things within PlayStation after the initial thing have changed. Another thing that has changed is that they were able to now talk about openly the donations they make and that PlayStation does inherently make. And it's clear that there is a corporate wording of all in that because uh, I think both Neil Druckmann and Evan Wells, the heads of Naughty Dog, they posted like 10 grand donations and they said the exact same thing between the two of them. So it's clear that there's yeah. another thing that's changed in Sony policy. And it's good. This is the bare minimum beginning of the fight in terms of what we need to do. It's really good that Sony has now allowed their first parties to be political and talk and have a voice in regards to what they believe in. Uh, I said when the Jim Ryan article happened that he kicked over a hornet's nest. And if you were in video games and you weren't going to take a stand, it's going to backfire on you super big. And immediately what we saw, other major studios came out like... Shocking me, Ubisoft was one of the first actual publishers to come out and say something. Uh, they also had a message of what their support. I'm not going to mention names of major publishers who didn't say anything. I will mention I was in their trenches reading how their constituents uh, read things, and they were not happy that they had been silent. And I want to point out that they were silent the last time, and they got away with it because everyone was pissed at PlayStation. But... Mm. Mm. Uh, so you know, what? call it, call it out, call it out. It, like, it's Microsoft. It's Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Like Microsoft, when reached out to about what how they reacted to this, it, they gave a very corporate. We're not going to let the policies affect people who work for us, but not how we as an organization uh, feel about the matter. Sony SIE also didn't make a, a official message, but when every one of your first party studios, for the most part has a unified message that sort of tells me what Sony Corporation is feeling at the time. Right. It's not a right. message from Sony, and frankly, I would prefer them to have had their own unified message, but it's actually something. While, while I'm giving shade to Microsoft, uh, both Bethesda and Double Fine have come out and said something, but the rest of Microsoft proper haven't really uh, said anything in that matter. Nintendo is also quiet, but I never expected Nintendo Ni- is always going to be quiet. Yeah. I never expected yeah. Nintendo to say anything, but it's one of those things where they're also quiet in this regards. So, yeah, everyone get your shit together if you're not saying anything and you're holding the corporate line in regards to fear of repercussion. Uh, for the people who did speak out and said something, it's extremely powerful. and it, it, it's, it's something that people needed to see in regards to an awful day, especially for women. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then also something just to consider that a lot of those places, you know, that aren't speaking out, there's women that work there. And it's just like, that's especially bad because it's just like, oh, so this this company, this this studio or whatever, pretty much is okay with the government stripping my rights as, as a, yeah, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, other studios who did speak out and gave message, especially those who gave messages like, here's a bunch of charities that we're all going to be working with. Intersloft, so the team behind uh, Among Us, ArenaNet, which, uh, okay, uh, Niantic, Airship Syndicate, who I think is a really cool small indie studio who makes really cool old school RPGs, uh, 
the heart machine, which I can't remember what they're making. But I, uh, it's not the atomic heart, is it? No, it's the atomic so, like I, if hyperlight, it's hyperlight drifter and the solar ash teams. That's right. You're right. Uh, and uh, that's no moon. Uh, who is mm. in name? A, it's a Sony studio because it's fucking made by all the people who left Sony to make a studio. Uh, and then Team Meat, the Super Meat Boy teams. For the most part, everyone else has been relatively silent. Uh, a lot of studios have just, when asked, have just parroted that, oh, we're providing healthcare for people who are going to be uh, involved. But that's not yeah. throwing support. That's just, yeah, we're that's, doing the. Yeah, we're supporting our employees, but we're not being vocal about it in a way. Um, but yeah, um, again, you know, we're going to put a link up. It's pressxnumber2start.com slash donate, and that'll take you to the website. So our next story that's still going to be on a Debbie downward, uh, drought, uh, yeah. is this is from Kotaku. This is from, uh, Jeremy Winslow. Bobby Kotek is staying on Activision's Blizzard's board. Ew. Uh, yeah. this comes from shareholders said they're carefully considering a proposed harassment report. Long story short, after they cleared themselves of all sexual harassment, Kotick, all attempts from uh, dissidents within the board to Alf Kotick have not changed. So he's going to still remain on the board, which means he's still going to get a golden parachute when the Microsoft deal goes through. But if Activision Blizzard is allowed to operate as an independent entity within Microsoft the same way so the Bethesda games are, ah, uh, I see four paths for us going forward. I see the path that's not going to happen. Phil Spencer makes a big stand, and Xbox makes a big stand about ousting him and make sure everyone knows that we've ousted him. They make the quiet ousting of him, and they give the thoughts and prayers, oh, we thank you for your, your time and service for making Activision Blizzard great, which is true. He is responsible for a lot of their success and a lot of their unsuccessfulness, but he's still a product, so we're going to give him that. There's the, we don't do anything. He's still allowed to be on the board. And we just kind of move on because as far as I'm, I'm doing glueing right now, this is Microsoft's problem to deal with. Uh, he's still going to be on the board. He's still going to be making money. If you're actively supporting actively some Blizzard games going forward in a monetary reward, you are still rewarding Bobby Kotick and the era of fucked upness that he brought to Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So what do you, out of those three possibilities, what do you think Phil Spencer would do? I think it's going to be the second one. I, I, yeah. I think Phil Venter is very much a corporate person. As much goodwill he's brought for being a great people person, like, like I, I don't think he has, especially after the uh, Microsoft being quiet about Roe v. Wade and situations like that, uh, I, I don't think he has the, I don't, how do I say this, phrase this? I don't think he has the wherewithal to make an example of Bobby Kotick. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely hope it is more of a grand gesture to out Bobby Kotek, but yeah, I'm looking at it and just like kind of, you know, looking at the tea leaves. It is very much like, yeah, I, if they do kick Bobby Kotek out, it would probably be a more quiet thing. And then the, just like a little, yeah, thank you for your service. And you don't, you can go also, sit in your pocket. hundred million dollars. Yeah. 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 Rip. Ugh. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, in, I guess, positive, uh, it, in more Activision Blizzard stuff, yeah. uh, this is from uh, Games Radar. This is from Hiram Cryer. Overwatch 2 will replace Overwatch at launch, Blizzard confirms. So I've already started to see the tea leaves in that I opened up Overwatch, which I had downloaded on my console, and mm -hmm. it, the image for it was an Overwatch 2 image and not... I saw the, that. Or was it really? Was yes. that him that I said that about yesterday? Demon? No, Douglas. Douglas. It was Douglas. Douglas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. How is like how is he playing Overwatch two already? But yeah, yeah. So when they announced Overwatch two and they announced that it was going to be a true sequel where no one would be left behind, and it would be just essentially one single, uh, I guess, game system. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, the previous creative director, pretty much said that there'd be Overwatch one, Overwatch two. Everyone who played Overwatch one would get all the con- new content for Overwatch two, and the, the two systems will work together. What's clear now is that if you have Overwatch one. Overwatch 2 is free to play, so just pick up Overwatch 2. We're getting right. rid of that game. We're sunsetting it. There's no Overwatch Classic anymore. What is this? Yeah. So when they say this, like, I understand they're going to stop supporting it. Are they going to shut down the servers? Like, what does this mean exactly? Are they going to merge the two? Now that I mean, they've the, the, kind of... The two are already theoretically merged. I think it's going to be a dead client. Yeah, yeah. Because since Overwatch 2 is going to be a, what, 5v5? And that, I think that's... One, yeah. Yeah, that's the main think, thing. That's why that's they, they the, can't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to make a shared client between the two of them when one is operating on six v six and the other one is operating on five v five. Right. So yeah. you theoretically couldn't queue up with your six stack into Overwatch game and then queue into any new Overwatch two content because that's on five v five. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll play it. Sense. I'll play it. Yeah, yeah. PvP is also free to play too, right? Yeah. So like the the, the idea that you'd be paying another seventy dollars to get Overwatch two. And then they will be abandoning Overwatch 1 is a moot point because literally, if you're playing Overwatch 1, you have the internet, which means you can download Overwatch 2. They've also clarified that because there are no loot boxes, anyone who currently has any loot boxes, when the Overwatch 2 client begins fully, it's going to automatically open that all the loot boxes you have and just give you all the content. Wait, you said they're getting rid of loot boxes in part two? Yeah. It's going oh, to have there's no loot boxes. It's going to have a battle pass, and I'm assuming uh, store, sort of like how Apex and oh, Valorant Apex did. and Fortnite and yeah. Valorant. Okay, okay. I, I was about to say, wait, they're making it. How do? How about I say how are they monetizing this if they're getting rid of? But I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. All the content is free. Everything. <laughs> I mean, mm. yeah. But yeah, I I I, even, I like even the, the, the six battle man pass. is now free from their contract, unfortunately. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story, this is from VGC, this is from Chris Scullion. Uh, I'm only reading the story because it, in context to another thing we're going to be talking about later, but one of my big uh, question marks with uh, PlayStation Plus Premium was what was that going to do to the PlayStation Plus games and the, the quote free games you got subsidized with your PlayStation Plus subscription. That's now PlayStation Essential. Uh, and so the question was, what new games are we getting in the Essential with the PlayStation Plus premium, uh, extra premium going forward. Uh, so this is from James Gullion from BDC. July's PlayStation Plus Essential Games have been revealed. They are Crash 4, It's About Time, uh, PS5 and PS4, Dark Pictures, Man of Madon, which is the PS4 game, and Arcade Again, which is a PS5, PS4 game. So I don't feel like these are bad games. They are not bad games, which is very interesting to me. Because Crash 4, while <laughs> I think it's a two-year-old game, is still the latest Crash game in a uh, well-received... I played it. It's a solid-ass game. Solid game. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about the Dark Pictures franchise, uh, Supergiant is still a good studio, and this is a good game to get. And then Arcade again, it's a game that's in early access right now, but it's going to be a brand-new game on the service. Now, as far as I'm aware, uh, none of these are going to show up on the extra or the extra tier as of yet. Oh, interesting. So this is this is where the interesting uh, extrapolation of what this all means going forward is. Yeah, 
Yeah, so this is not them taking games from the extra tier and just giving you access to it on the essential tier. This is them, mm-hmm. three games that aren't on the extra tier, now going to be free to the essential tier people. Okay. Whoever is doing right. their contracts is working overtime. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not wrong about that. Okay, uh, here are two news stories that sort of go hand in hand with each other. Uh, one's from Kotaku, one's from IGN, uh, but... It's ultimately not the meat of the, the games and not really the news article headlines. So uh, the two big RPGs sort of had uh, more things talked about. One would be Final Fantasy 16, where a bunch of outlets had a lot of conversations with uh, the creators on there. And then we got a Nintendo Direct for Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 3. Uh, did you guys check out either of the content that was released from them? Uh, I saw, I saw... Xenoblade's trailer. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw a bit of the Final Fantasy 16 stuff, and then I saw the Xenoblade's Chronicle 3. Okay, so uh, let's start with Xenoblade Chronicle 3. Uh, it is a Xenoblade game. As a, I guess I'm a fan of Xenoblade, it looks... <laughs> I say that because I didn't play the original. I played okay. the spin-off Chronicles, and I got halfway through uh, the sequel and stopped playing. Uh, Xenoblade 2? Yeah. I, yeah, I got to late game, but Jesus Christ, that game is so long. Um... I, I did enjoy a lot of it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I'm sure I wasn't playing it very efficiently. I was probably uh, <laughs> ugh, I don't know, but I, I enjoyed it. I do. I did like how they uh, just throw you in the game and like DJ. Literally, you're in the starter section. You're level one, and there's like a level eighty freaking gorilla just for it, yeah. It's the Final Fantasy twelve effect. Uh, I I remember distinctly yeah. playing Final Fantasy twelve. Go to the starting area. There's just like a T Rex there. There's like level sixteen. You're like I I guess I. I guess it's just a living, breathing world, which is cool. My issue with the Xenoblade games is that they are very big and they're on Switch, so they just don't look great. Uh, I mean, the, the, the art direction is solid. The art direction is very generically anime-inspired. Yeah. The, the direction is, is covering the shortcomings of the Switch's uh, graphical capabilities, essentially. I mean, if, we, if you compare the looks of both these two games... like Okay, the other game we're talking about, Final Fantasy XVI... Uh, if you compare the looks of 16 to Xenoblade, it's a night and day in terms of like graphical fidelity. Yeah. Uh, what I'm showing is, is from the uh, direct. Yeah. direct. Yeah. So ultimately, they just talked about the new thing that you can do in this game is they sort of substituted Blade from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 with heroes. Where you're... The interesting thing about this is you're getting a six-person party that doesn't change, except that they all are able to switch jobs and fill different roles depending on how you feel. That's interesting, cool. So, uh, yeah, turn it into Final Fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How fitting. <laughs> and then they're replacing Blades with Heroes, which are your seventh party member. Uh, and the game looks cool. In terms of like what I remember about Xenoblade, it looks cool, it looks fun. I'm probably not going to play it because I don't have time and energy to play it, a Xenoblade it game. It takes a lot. And I mean, like, I, huge, I, that huge, and I don't find the combat system that fun. Like, it yeah. takes the, like, Final Fantasy twelve MMO MOBA fighting style and just, yeah. mm-hmm. I just don't find it compelling, really. It's just a lot yeah. of me, like, just, I hitting this button, hitting this button on cooldown, hitting this button on cooldown, hitting this button on cooldown. Mm. I, I thought of cool. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. yeah uh, it looks cool. The more interesting of the two uh, is the Final Fantasy sixteen stuff, which they've talked about is... A, it's not an open world game. It is an open corridor game. So you're getting specific zones and areas of the game, which I think is cool. Uh, I think yeah. it's a uh, 
good choice in terms of what that type of game is. It allows it to have a more readily different uh, areas without having to like, it doesn't have the Horizon 1 problem. Where like Horizon okay. 1, you'd be like, I, I'm in the woods. Here's a barrier. Here's the next area. And it's just a desert. And it doesn't really make sense geographically. Yeah, yeah. There's like a hard line between the, the two different zones kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm I'm there, there's there's nothing wrong with this being an open um, zone area versus open world. It's a thing where I don't even think he really needs to say anything, but it, it's good. Well, he to does set in that the context of Final Fantasy 15, 14. Oh, oh, yeah. In context of 15. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting the, the B-roll play for a little bit, but I am super excited for this game. Like all the stuff that he was saying, I'm just like, yeah, this sounds like. It, it has the potential of being ah, ah hopefully God of War comes out this year because like I'm going to say it could be the potential of being the game of the year for next year because yeah. like one of the things that he noted was that um uh, the way that they want to do the, the summon battles and such was, everyone, um, everything is going to be a bespoke like like different I'm thinking Asher's wrath level of yeah combat encounter and not just like here's that two. is on PlayStation Plus Premium, but go ahead. Oh, cool. But yeah, like uh, I think one of the things he noted was um, for one of the the icons, it'd be like a, a wrestling match, and then one could be like a, a shooting kind of thing. Like I absolutely love when you're playing a game and it's like, all right, try this different kind of gameplay, and it's like, okay, cool, let's do this. And if it works, even better. But yeah, I'm totally down for it. I'm I'm excited. Like everything think- he said, I was like, yes. Yeah. Another thing that we I didn't know going into this is the game would have party members. So it isn't just mm-hmm. a lone single character game. There are going to be party members. And they sort of hinted that like the puppy from the original fucking trailers is probably going to show up as maybe a wolf as a party member. And I'm always down for that. Uh, <laughs> are there thing, any Final Fantasies where you were just a solo member? No, every mainline Final Fantasy game has had a party system. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then another. Oh, go ahead. No, you, you, you're talking. Uh, I was going to talk about the age thing. I'm not sure if you were about to jump to that. Okay, the age thing is that the game takes place over three periods of the main character's life when he's a teen, uh, when he's an adult, and when he's sort of like a middle aged sort of person, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And the sort of clarify the conflict is that he's hunting for. Well, they haven't clarified what happened, but they sort of clarify what we've extrapolated from uh, trailers is that he's hunting for the. Uh, He's, hunt, he's hunting Ifrit, essentially. Okay. Ifrit has, yeah, Ifrit has got some tragedy in his life, and he's hunting him throughout his entire life for revenge. Oh, interesting. And well, then my, this is the first time I'm hearing about the age thing. I wish I didn't know about that. I mean, it was kind of clear in the trailers when <laughs> they showed him. Hey. <laughs> hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. I, I tuned the fuck out. Hey, hey Sean. Huh? Huh? Forget. Just, just forget. Just forget. None of this ever happened. This podcast, you have no idea. Like, this didn't even happen. For all you know, you were still playing Gundam Evolution last night. <laughs> My favorite bit of tidbit that they talked about is that uh, they're going to have a full uh, UK cast because uh, they, don't, <laughs> and, they, they don't want people to be like, it's a medieval fantasy, but why is everyone talking American? I will give you a full UK cast, which I'm happy about. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually like really smart like <laughs> it might be the first like i normally play final fantasies in english just because i'm used to that 
But I, this is only probably one of the few JRPGs I'm actually going to make a concerted effort to be, I'll make sure I'm going to keep it on English. Yeah. <laughs> None of these things normally bother me in games. I don't see how this takes people out. The Horizon thing that y'all mentioned, the fucking voice act ad. I'm just here for a good time. Mm. Yeah, like like voice acting. Generally, I don't I don't have a problem with it unless it's really bad. Like mm-hmm. if it, if if I'm noticing it, then it's just like, oh, this is you guys have made a mistake somewhere. <laughs> For me, it's all wrapped up in the game story. Yeah. Like if that like the Horizon thing annoys me because it doesn't make sense within the context of the game story. For someone to sound like they're mm-hmm. from the Bronx when everyone else around them in their hometown sounds like sort of the same. Why does this one person have a yeah. Bronx accent? It's so it's that's so <laughs> weird. It's only one of my issues here. They uh, spoiler for fucking uh, Obi Wan. Like the first episode, uh, one of the villains Reva started talking, and I'm like, she sounds like someone who lives in like a contemporary urban environment, and not someone who sounds like she's supposed to be in Star Wars. And that took me out completely. <laughs> I mean, maybe that accent survived <laughs> through the eons. Star Wars is in our past. None of it happens in, in the, the future. Past? No, it's a it's a long, far far away in a uh, long long time ago. It's like the well, then the, Negro. Maybe uh, they settle in the Bronx. Then maybe they have a lineage that fucking you know damn well how the Bronx was set up. <laughs> so, so turns out no the Bronx accent was a lot older than we all thought it was. <laughs> they were the one true keepers uh, of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough uh, JRPG talk. Uh, both games look cool. I'm super excited for Final Fantasy, and I'm I'm hoping Xenoblade is what the Xenoblade fans want. Uh, mm-hmm. Our next story is in line with those, but I wanted to give it its own separate uh, berth. This is from Ethan Gosh from Kotaku. Uh, from Software's next game, almost done, staffing up for several new projects. So after Elden Ring, he, Miyazaki talked about From Software, the development, and where they're going and where they came from. Uh, we got a couple of tidbits that their next game is almost done, which makes sense for the way From Software makes games. They pretty much release games every year or every other year. So I didn't it, realize it, it doesn't surprise me that they have, like, they release Bloodborne and then the next year release Dark Souls 3. Mm, okay. Wow. So, like, yeah, they they're, have they're... a relatively fast pipeline. Uh, but, I mean, that's because they got them with whips today, backs, apparently, as we've heard after Elden Ring came out. <laughs> you know what? Kind of, yeah. They're uh, they're staffing up for the project that's going to be coming out after their next project. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't really clear about whether we were seeing any new DLC or content for Elden Ring, so that's a little bit of a sad moment. Sekiro wasn't an outlier, and they're really not doing DLC going forward for the games. Uh, mm-hmm. And then one of the things he did talk about is that they're. Because of the success of Elden Ring, it's been affording them the ability to start increasing pay salaries, especially for younger and uh, uh, mid-level employees to sort of like, I guess, invest in them within From Software, which I think is a good piece of news that came out of the, the stuff we heard about how difficult they were as a developer. There was absolutely, oh. uh, DJ smiling, but I, but I want to point out, there was absolutely <laughs> no clarification of what, their, if their next game was going to be an Armored Core game. <laughs> but Miyazaki, Claire, Miyazaki uh, pretty much said that the next game he wants to make is a fantasy game that doesn't feel like a fantasy game, which is interesting. Hey, you, you know what you can do? You can make, you can make, I'm trying to do the stupid gameplay, like play the game of the Arbor Core. What are you doing? 
I there we go. We're sorry, we viewers, go. that you're being yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, uh, Nah, they can see this <laughs> in all of its dark glory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we're going to get Armor Core, guys, next year. We're going to get it before I'll Final Fantasy it. 16. Oh, yeah. I'll play it. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah. I'll try anything. Yeah. So. The only, the only reason why I'm like, oh, it, it looks like it might be Armor Core is that we got the the leak of them, I guess, shopping oh, around. Yeah, that uh survey it, or whatever. Yeah, and it, it kind of feels like, well, for one, it uh, from all the stuff that people were saying, I was like, oh, it seems like it, it might be in further development or whatever. And then if we're supposed to be getting this next year, and then we have this whole thing talking about, oh, the new project is is, is done developing or whatever he's saying, it Definitely feels like, okay, okay. They're just kind of saying something like this, but not actually confirming what it is. I think there's a possibility that this year's um, Game Awards, we might see something like Jeff Keighley might have the the hookup with uh, From Software. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. But of course, I had to interject with some uh, some mecha, you know. Sure, so who, sure. would I, who would I be if I didn't do that? But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and that's pretty much uh, everything for the quick hits. Yeah. Well, okay, before we jump, Avery, what do you, what do you think is going to be next? Do you think Bloodborne 2 is ever going to happen? I don't know. I, I honestly, yeah. I, it, It's honestly super hard to say. Bloodborne 2 would require them to be working with PlayStation to make that, which without... Yeah, I've heard nothing. There's been no leak. Like, they have no, no need to after Elden Ring. As far as I'm aware, there's no PlayStation Studio working on that game, which is mean this would be a game they'd be working with uh, from software directly with. Uh, Armored Core, there's been enough stuff talked about that they are working on an Armored Core game, but whether that's the next game or the next next game, I can't exactly, tell you. Yeah. So I have no that's idea point, what's man. next. In my head, if I was fucking Bandai Namco funding from software, I'd be like, I bet, give me another Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We got a bunch of people in the Elder Ring now making Dark Souls. <laughs> but if the next game is Armor Core, Avery, are you going to play it? Uh, it depends. If it's an Armor Core that looks like that trailer you just showed us, fuck no. I don't want them. I don't want. I, <laughs> Let I, me don't, want, I don't want that. <laughs> if, <laughs> if the game comes out and it looks like that, I'm not playing it either. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about the way it looks. I'm not even talking about the way it looks. It's easy to date a game. But I'm just talking about the mechanics of how that game looked like I was operating. Like, that does not seem fun oh. to me from a soul perspective. <laughs> if it plays... If it plays like Elden Ring... Or even better, Bloodborne. Yeah, if it plays like Sekiro, fuck no, I'm not gonna play it. Cause it's gonna be fun for about an hour and a half, and then I'm gonna get up against the wall and be like, "You need to learn how to parry." And like, go fuck yourself. I don't have time for this. Like, <laughs> parry this don't tell me what to do, casual. Game. Um, bring back Kingsfield. They did. Well, I mean, isn't it's, it's Elden Ring? I about to say, yeah, isn't that kind of like Elden Ring? Cause it's like medieval. There you go. Oh, well, man. you know, you know what, you know what this means. That means Sean, you need to finish playing Elden Ring. <laughs> Man. I got so All much right. Game Pass. I mean, a uh, uh, PlayStation Plus shit to play. Look at this guy calling in Game Pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan would be proud. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we jump into what we have been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. What's good, y'all? Have you been enjoying this episode so far? Would you like to make sure that you keep getting the best laughs, latest news, and most fire takes? 
that we're going to need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. And if you have, then tell three people about the podcast. Could be strangers, friends, loved ones, hated ones, your Uncle Jim. I don't know. Every little bit helps. And after you've done that, please follow us on Facebook at Press X number two start. Instagram at Press X number two start. Twitter at Press X number two S and YouTube at Press X to start TV. And if you've already done all this, well done. Platinum trophy achieved. All right. Now it is time for us to talk about the games we have been playing. Avery, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been working through my uh, meticulous list of video games to finish. It's a whole spreadsheet. I can share the Google Doc for everyone to see what I'm fucking dealing with with my life. Uh, I'm... I supposed to be playing seafood right now, but right now I just can't be arsed. But I'll get mm-hmm. to it. Uh, but yeah, I played yeah, the quarry. Just real quick before you jump to the quarry, I'm totally with you. Like I was supposed to be playing. See, I was supposed to beat seafood. I had bought and I downloaded Ghost of Shima yeah, Iki Island. Haven't played that either, and it's just like for some reason I'm I'm just living in my safe space right now, and I, I need to break out and like finish those games, and then. Mm. But yeah, it just just hasn't. Yeah. So go ahead. Talk about the quarry. Uh, yeah. Two weeks ago, I bought and played the quarry. I guess the sort of like spiritual successor to Supermassive Games uh, until dawn. I enjoyed it. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what what does that what does that mean? You enjoyed it? Is I it... mean, those impressions made sense two weeks ago when I had them. But like, I don't remember <laughs> shit right now, dude. I'm gonna keep it stat. Was, was it so, money well spent? I, I will tell you, I, I had no intention to buy it, really. And then I was like, I need to play a new game. And then I two podcasters I'm a fan of revealed that they were in the game. And I'm like, huh, let me play, let me give it a shot. So I just dropped the 70, played it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this for the Supermassive Games experience. I mean, if you want new games to play, you could always get a PlayStation Plus Premium. For new games, so, that's not... Nah, I mean, okay. okay, legit, legit. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah, but wait. Okay, I I have I have questions. Like, is there a way of you, um, giving a, a like a, a plot summary of what's supposed to be happening here without spoiling anything? Uh, yes. You play as a group of teenagers who are camp counselors at a summer camp. Uh, night falls and a bunch of insane crazy shit happens to them involving monsters in the woods a crazy family hunting them and uh i don't like the term but i can't think of uh the correct term uh, a gypsy curse Hmm. okay all right that's a thing huh I'll, i'll wait till it comes to playstation plus and then it follows the same thing where based off your actions you can determine who lives yeah. and dies right yeah in ter- and this is like uh, in the truest sense super massive games and especially until dawn and the quarry are games in which for the most part every choice has a actionable effect that happens forward i'm going to spoil something for until dawn because it's the best way to say this and until dawn uh there's a, a a choice in the game where two characters are in a booby trap one is given a gun and it's told kill yourself or the other person or you both die to this trap Depending on your decision you make in that trap, which is if the man in the if one of the characters chooses to shoot the other one, later the trap is revealed to be a fake. It's a prank. So neither was actually in danger of death. But later on, 
when the person who pulled the trigger is in danger, the person who had the trigger pulled upon them will leave them to die. Because they remember mm. when you were oh, trying Oh, so there's to- no bullets in a gun. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that's the type of stuff, the court, that's the type of stuff that the core into the game. Damn, I got to go play Until Dawn now. Until wow. Dawn is a super fun game that's even funner when you're playing with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll play with my wife. Mm. My wife. Fun, fun. Okay. She's not into so, scary stuff, though. Did you beat the quarry? Yeah, I beat it. I beat two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I got, yeah, right. uh, I, uh, if anyone access to our Slack channels will know that I fucked up on the last section of the game and had to play the ending twice because there's just one QTE oh. I was just like not great at and I just let Brenda Song die. And that's like not something I was willing to live on, especially when I had a no. perfect run where I didn't kill any of the counselors. They're like, oh, I just, she just randomly dies here. That's fucked. Uh, but yeah, the, the one interesting thing that the Corey does is if you're not even into video games, the Corey has a movie mode where mm-hmm. essentially you can program the character traits. You can either choose everyone lives, everyone dies, or director mode where you program the character traits about what the characters and you let the game decide how they react at that time. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Cool. Okay. So if you were to give a um, official press X to start rating on it out of 10, what would you, what would you throw up? I give it an eight. I think the game is fun. It's a mm. cool story with, even if you see the twist coming a mile away, like this isn't like until dawn, right? I didn't know the twist was until the twist happened. This is like, oh, it's really clear what the twist is in this game yeah. after like the first couple missions, uh, chapters. The twist is fun. It's gruesome. It's, uh, if you're into gore, it's super gory. Mm. Uh, mm. The game runs pretty well, even though it does the thing where like, it's clear that these scenes are transitionally stitched together. So sometimes it's very clear when, oh, there's a break in what, and what in the individual scenes because of the way the game is procedurally oriented. Uh, yeah. And uh, the one issue it has, it doesn't look or feel like a next-gen game. It very much feels like a PlayStation 4 era game. And that's neither here or there. Is that such a bad thing? In this type of game, not really. Though, like, if you look at Brenda Song's character model, and then you look at uh, oh. Justice Smith's character model, there's a very clear difference in quality between the two <laughs> character models. And that Brenda Song's looks a lot like Brenda Song's, where Justice Smith yeah. looks just a little bit off of what I think Justice Smith is supposed to look like. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. I don't. I don't do scary games, but this looks really, really cool and really intriguing. Like, if if I was a a scary game player, I would have definitely gotten this and an end to it all. I liked it so much, I was going to go for the platinum run, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. one of the trophies is gl- one because I don't like most of the characters in this game are ass. This isn't like Until Dawn, where like they're like two or three characters who are like you actually are really good people, so I kind of wanted them to see them get through and through transit property. I wanted everyone not to die. These are one of those things mm-hmm. where like most of these people can die, I don't give a shit about all of them. They're, just, <laughs> they're all kind of just bad people in individual ways, so oh no. You all can die for less. But yeah, but there's one there's one trophy that's glitched, so I'm like, I'm not gonna spend fucking twenty more hours platinuming this game and then like not be able to get this one trophy. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Well the uh the next game is Gundam Evolution. Uh Avery, you played the PC beta. Uh Sean and myself played the console beta. And let's let's talk about it. Sean, what was your impressions on Gundam Evolution? Man. Oh wait, wait. Before you answer, before you answer, what is your experience with Gundam as a franchise? I'm a other, than, other than other than yeah, other than uh myself throwing Gundam, you know, here and there every every. Chance I have I never watched a Gundam episode <laughs> oh, okay. ever. 
I have I maybe seen an episode loaded up to play right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have maybe seen a clip in a montage of all montages, something, something or other. I, yeah, I, I have just started learning about the names of the RX seventy eight and the Bebop and hoo-hoos mm-hmm. and whatever. I, I, all my Gundam knowledge comes from you, DJ. Granted, <laughs> granted, I am familiar with it as a franchise, as an anime, as much yeah. as I am probably like Neon Genesis Evangelion, whatever. Yeah. I don't yeah. watch them. I just know of them. I know they're a thing. Right, right. I just yeah. never got into it. So you've existed in the culture enough where you you've absorbed that information. Yeah. But like I think you were saying earlier, I know of the one fucking RX whatever whatever. That's that's in mm-hmm. my head. That's Gundam and yeah. space and things. So right, not too much of a, you know, okay. I have no chalkboard to draw from. Right. So what was your impressions on the game that you've played? Man, um, that was Overwatch without healers. Mm. Well, so actually. Uh, there are. I know they have that one healer, but them them abilities, the the cooldowns on them shits, I feel are too long. Yeah, to actually be a viable like somebody's gonna pick this and be a healer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, because I think it's the it's the pale rider that has the healing thing that it drops and it heals. And then there's another one where you have like a heal tether and it fucking latches on to somebody heals them as well. Yeah. So I had fun with the game. Um, granted, I was getting my teeth kicked in um, left and right, but that may be a symptom of it's a beta and nobody knew what they were doing. Kind of maybe some people were playing like the first PC beta. I don't know. Yeah, some people are just like like really really good at a uh, Overwatch style games. I'm more of a Twitch Call of Duty Apex person. So yeah, because I, I think like when you when you jump into the game, the first thing you know. Unless you just pull out of Overwatch and you're like, oh, let me play this beta real quick. Like the first thing you're thinking of, oh, there's people over there. Let me go kill them. Mm-hmm. Let me do this as team deathmatch. And like that's that's sort of the same thing that happened to me when I started playing. I was just like, okay, well, I know the people are shooting at me. I gotta shoot them, kill them, and then after that I could figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, so I, I was I was rolling to my impressions too. Like I overall I enjoyed the game. Um my Criticism on it when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this looks a lot like Overwatch doesn't really have the doesn't really have the Gundam mm-hmm. enough Gundam that I want. Like even to, I think one of the first criticisms I said, like they're in a human size looking like areas fighting as like Gundams, which doesn't make any sense. Actually playing the game like, yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter because you're worried about not dying and you're worrying about like killing the people or whatever. So that stuff, you just kind of you kind of just deal with it and keep it moving. Like there was a point where I was actually looking at the environment. I was like, oh, there's a tiny tree right there. (laughs) Like I'm actually huge. (laughs) It doesn't make too much sense at all. But I think a lot of the stuff in this, they take a lot of creative liberties to make the game work. So. Like a lot of the the mobile suits that they have, the actual kits that they have is kind of like that's interesting. Yeah, and um, one of the biggest things that I found as difficulty like learning the game was that in Overwatch they split the characters between different classes, and yeah. in this game they don't do that. So you play a mobile suit and you're just like, all right, I guess I'll read this kit and figure out how this is supposed to work in game. Whereas if you yeah. don't get that, like, okay. I'm supposed to be support, so let me go stick with my team. Or I'm supposed to be assault. Let me go 
peel off and try to like draw fire and, and, and do all that stuff. So you just kind of left at your own devices. Um, um, and Overwatch, when you're looking at their abilities, does it like have a little preview of what they actually do? Cause I think that would greatly help this game. Like, no, in the main screen, but do you agree that this would help this game in the main screen where you can sit there and look at the units and look at their abilities? It, why not show a little 10 second clip or something showing what the thing does? As far as I'm aware, none of the ability driven games I've played, Valorant, Overwatch, none of them do that. Mm. All of them do that in their actual like websites. Like, if hell, if you go to the Gundam Evolution website, there's a 10 second clip of breakdown of what every ability does. But not okay. the game. That's okay. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think that is kind of uh, evidence of another thing that I noticed with this game is that is just there's a lack of budget because this game is made in Unreal and it's like I could feel that it was made in Unreal and I was just like, man, the the actual models used to the mod the, the in game models they look great. Like, like when you're fighting them up close, it looks great. But the models outside of the game like the the actual display models they look really really low budget and like i got to the point where i was just looking at the character models themselves and i was just like ah is that why we were losing dj probably yeah because i wasn't i was just looking at the character models and not playing but like (laughs) hey man uh, noble gundam is a fine piece of hardware But yeah, like, for example, I was looking at the Gundam mod and I was just like, man, it sucks that this is a newer game to Gundam Battle Operations 2, but mm-hmm. the actual Gundam models in that game look so much better than the models in this game. And like, I think the only model that looks of quality is a Sasabi, which is the giant red tankish um, yeah. mobile suit. Yeah. And it's just like, what? what was the development process like for this? Like how long did they have to build this game? Cause it seemed like they built the combat first and then like, okay, well we need to we're, this is going to be free to play. So we need to put that kind of layer or lens on it outside the gameplay. And they kind of built that afterwards. Cause it, it's pretty bare bones once you get outside the, the, the combat. But um, overall, I think the game is, the game is good the game you know it is overwatch with gundam so if you are familiar with overwatch in any way anyway you'll be able to play this game and i kind of feel like that's probably the approach that they want to take i just hope that in the future they kind of take another step forward into the gundam realm so it would be cool if the suits had another alternate fire or another weapon on them because a lot of the stuff doesn't feel properly balanced like i was playing with the i think i was playing with the gm sniper 2 or whatever it's called and like there was a point where i was i was close enough to a person where i couldn't uh snipe them but i was far enough away where my vulcans attack didn't really help and the only other thing i had was a jump pad and i was like (laughs) all right well this is this is just a wrap for me and like mind you at this point i was at like 80% 80% health. And I just kind of was just existing and yeah, it just, it didn't feel good. And I think there was a few times where the actual, um, you know, the, the, the situation just didn't feel good and it didn't feel like, Oh, this is cool. But then, you know, the more I played, I got more custom. I, I started using the Dom Troper and the GM. And I think those suits 
felt a lot better for me. Yeah. Then I think Sean, for you, you gravitated toward the uh, Ash- Ashamar. Yeah, Ashamar. Yeah, and that's another flying suit. And like, it's like it's it's cool to see. Like, oh, like I would have never guessed that you would look at that suit and be like, oh, this suit actually is cool. The suit works or whatever. So hey, it's really me? cool to see. Like, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. But um, I found, I found I, a groove with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, I think you know for this. For the game, they have Turner Gundam, they have Barbatos, which was Avery's top pick when he played the PC beta. Actually, Avery, what was your uh, takes on the PC beta? Uh, PC beta was Barbatos was broken. I'm pretty sure they've nerfed him by now. Because on PC, he was an absolute menace. So I'm just assuming that if he's broken on console, it's because people on console have not figured out how to play against him yet. Uh, in regards to your saying that these characters need more options to fight, I want to re- point out to everyone that, remember, D.Va used to only have her primary fire gun flying in the defense matrix. The rockets yep, were something they right. added after, way after the fact because people like me were complaining that, like, hey, man, it's like, I'm fucking fighting these dudes and I can't do shit. Like, I don't have enough options with D.Va to be an effective tank. And then you had situations with Anna, like Anna's a great character. Like if your cooldowns are done, then it's, it's just her, uh, it's just her sniper rifle. So like, right. we'll, we'll see how they balance around that. Uh, I had fun when I played the PC beta, but the reason I didn't hop into the console beta was that I played on PC, had fun on PC, playing for a couple of hours, and you play with not- friends though. Mm, do I have enough friends? Well, to it was I- just it was just him that was playing. Yeah, that's PC what I'm beta. saying. You could have played it on the console with us. Did, did I have enough friends to have a five stack play that game, or was this just going to be us three it and two randoms? Three. I mean, yeah. me and DJ are having fun with just us two. I need yeah. more. So I, I think I think that like that is the part that really kills it for me. And like playing it with Sean, it was twice as enjoyable as playing it by myself. And it was a thing of just like, man, like. I'm trying to run with the team, but the team doesn't realize that it's a team and they're doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when that happens, the other side just like, ah, oh, we're just 2v1. Just 3v1 you. Yeah, and it, it that part just doesn't feel good. And I think I think that's going to be the main factor to this is that can you get a number of people on at the same time to actually have like good games to actually run like strats and all that all that stuff. But like when this comes out this fall, like everyone's going to be playing Overwatch. Everyone's going to be yeah. playing Call of Duty. So it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think comparing this to like GBO2, like GBO2 is a solid team game, but there is enough survivability where if you get caught out by yourself and you, you, you're competent at the game, you can survive it. You can easily call for help. Like they give you options to get people over to where, you, where they need to be. Of course, you know, they might not listen, but like, you can ask for help and like it will the, the system works in a way where it's like, oh crap, there's a person over there that needs help. Okay, everyone, let's go go, let's go over there and help. Whereas like I couldn't find that in this game. Like it didn't feel like this game even had something like that. So it was a thing of like, all right, well, I guess I'm dead. And then on top of the the feeling of not having enough weapons on me to like really be able to survive, to survive long enough for the team to to get there and help me. So I don't know. I, I enjoy the game. I just want more from it. It's definitely not taking anywhere near the top side of like GBO2 where that is to me. So it was a fun experience. I, I, I like the game. I like the 
the characters. I like some of the the kits and such, but it just needs more work, more polish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sean. Sonic Origin. So I pre-ordered this and uh, I platinumed it in two days and 12 hours. So that should tell you Whoa. what I felt about the game. I probably would have hey. done it quicker, but I had to sleep hey. and I have a child. Yeah. Sean, would someone say that uh, you went fast? Gotta go fast. Um, (laughs) So it was, I don't know. I think these are created all new, but basically they have like all new cinematics for Mm -hmm. the game. So the intro and outro for each game to show you kind of how they link together. And they pretty much have a story mode uh, linking, you know, Sonic 1, Sonic CD, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles. Um, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it actually had like a, I'm not going to say hand-drawn, but it had new cartoons basically showing yeah, like how they all link together. Stuff. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. pretty cool. And um, I just felt the need to get through all of them. I do regret playing Sonic CD. I wish I would have left that in my childhood memory, Uh, seeing that in the pages of EGM and GamePro, because good God. I call that the meth and coke era of Sega. I don't know what the yeah. fuck Sonic CD is. It's it's terrible as a game. Um, the art direction is all over the place. The layers of the game, like you, you can't tell what's foreground and what's background and what you're supposed to interact with by the way they designed it. It's just a mess. The special stage is trash. I feel like they were trying to take advantage of new hardware. Like new technology at the time. Here's some Mode mm. Seven shit. We're just gonna throw in there. Here's it's a tragedy, and what I'm is, never gonna is, play that what again. Is, what is Mode Seven? Um, simulated 3D shit. Like if I'm sure everyone has played Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo and um F Zero. Uh, oh, where it does the th- okay? It, I it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's kind of pseudo 3D where you you know, but it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Um, I, I will never play Sonic CD again. <laughs> And then they kind of killed it for me with Sonic 3. I enjoyed it, but they because of licensing issues, they took the music out of a couple stages uh, mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson contributed or worked on. So it, it really, I, I would have rather played it in silence. But overall, I sat there and played each game consecutively. And then as I finished it, I was like, huh, I just got to do the little missions that they included now to get the platinum and do it, you know, kill a couple enemies. So I just went ahead and did it. My daughter sat there and watched me play the games. Um, On a side note, I think one of the co-developers, Headcanon, they complained that Sega somewhat significantly altered their game code that they contributed to on Sonic 3 and introduced some weird glitches that weren't normally there. And I probably experienced one where I was out of bounds on a level that for as many times as I've played Sonic 3 over the years, I've never experienced this before. So I feel like this might have been one of the things they were uh, explaining oh, or, or referring to. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, they have like a museum where they have like all the sketches of Sonic from back in the day and internal That's things cool. that we That's would cool. have never normally seen and movies and cinematics. And the missions thing that they added was more so like you got 30 seconds to kill this or, you know, get to this goal without getting a hit or fly, you know, little stuff mm-hmm. like that. But overall, I don't regret spending the money for it. I, I, I sure enough could have 
play this on an emulator. I still have a Sonic 3 and Sega Genesis cartridge downstairs. I have the Sega Genesis Mini, but I didn't regret buying this and playing this. I do love Sonic. And as I was saying earlier, Sonic was never really about speed. Whatever. Yeah. Let's not let's not litigate this conversation, Sean. We got we gotta move on. It's not litigate. I will not. I'll spend the next thirty minutes. Um. No. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I got uh, the PlayStation Plus Premium. I upgraded. Um. So far, I've enjoyed it. I am playing games that I wish I would have gotten back in the day, but I just either didn't have the money or didn't bother to buy. Normally, I will not play a game or buy a game if I didn't get it at launch. So. Okay. This, yeah. you know, on this, I've been playing Doom. I've been playing Dead Cells. I've been playing Bloodstained. Um, I played some PS One games, Mr. Driller, Intelligent Cube, games that are like I had the demos for back in the day, but never actually bought. So I mean, right? I'm enjoying it so far. I don't have any complaints. That's good. Yeah. So. If you if you if you're getting the value of it, that's that's exactly. I mean, you are you, you are you are our use case. I said mm-hmm. that. The value of PlayStation Plus Premium would not even premium, just PlayStation Plus in general would be determined whether how Sean feels about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I can see they have a wealth of PlayStation franchises and historic games to draw from. Versus, uh, I'm not going to say it's a one for one even competitor with Game Pass. I think their scope is slightly different on well, what yeah. they're trying to do. Well, it remains to be seen whether this becomes a vault for PlayStation games or or we're going to get what happened with PlayStation now where they put God of War there for four months and then take it off. Uh, I also got PlayStation Plus Premium because literally when it launched, I looked up how much it would cost for me to upgrade Upgrade. to Premium and it was literally $7. So I said, fuck it, let me try it. Ah, wait, why did you hit what? My my PlayStation Plus renews every year on my birthday. My birthday is coming up in a month, so the literal time remaining I have was oh about seven dollars worth of it to upgrade the premium. And you're not gonna renew, probably. No, I uh without reiterating, wow, litigating shit I've said multiple times as a subscription service, it premium doesn't do it. Yeah, as a, as a subscription First, service, yeah. it doesn't do anything for me. All the games that are on here that I would want to play, I probably have played. And if the ones that I haven't played, I'd rather spend the $20 or so when the time comes to play it than have the wealth of options of shit that I could do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you. I hear yeah. You. yeah that like, sense. How are you going to play Stray? Yeah. I'll buy it because I <laughs> buy it for $40 to $60 like, it's, like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, um, you know, as a third person on this cast, like I, I haven't even upgraded. I, honestly, I didn't even realize that it was <laughs> it was out yet <laughs> until Sean started talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. But yeah, like I may actually look into to see like how long I have to renew and see if, mm-hmm. if I, I can get on that like seven dollars or under ten dollar kind of thing that you ever got going because that's actually a really good idea to like jump in and like try it out like and then in terms of the interface i really love that it's built baked into the playstation system because it just yeah. mm-hmm. because they baked PlayStation plus into playstation 5 it's just literally a tab it gives you full yeah. access i think the okay. fact that it straight up tells you within the tab when you try to upgrade how much it's going to cost is actually like an actually really cool quality of life thing i think it needs yeah. to have better curation in regards yeah. to mm. where everything is and how to find everything. 
Uh, there has been some consternation about how they label things, like what's a remaster versus what's an actual classic, and what's a PlayStation 3, and how things uh, go tier by tier and everything like that. I think the PlayStation... Yeah. I have premium. I have no interest in playing any of the games they have listed on premium in regards to, like, time spent. So for me, it's how's the streaming? Streaming's still okay. Like, it's still not something I want yeah. to operate games on, so no interest for me. There's not enough game trials out there, but what I find yeah. very interesting is that the game trials seem to be the hard limit that we got of two hours doesn't seem to be a real thing. And it's literally whatever they think is appropriate. Some of them are an hour, some of them are two. Interesting. Yeah. There's not enough on there, and we'll start seeing how game trials shake out as they put out more and more. I'm very interested in how yeah. they grow the premium tier in terms of brand new games. Because, like, if this is what we are going to have, and that's it, there are great games on there. Like, a lot of great PlayStation 3 games are on there for streaming, but there's a lot of great games on there, but it's, like, not enough. Like, for me, yeah. it's, uh, I said this earlier, like, for me, it's deep cuts. Like, I want to play Mega Man Legends 2. If you give me Mega Man Legends 2, I will subscribe to this fucking service. In fact, I might keep my <laughs> subscription, because it's literally only $20 more than I would normally pay, and I paid a $120 I play my PlayStation Plus subscription yearly, and it's like only twenty dollars mm-hmm. more. So for them, it's like, I right, you need convince me that I should just keep it for the twenty dollars more because I'm willing to do it. Right, right. Because like the most interesting thing is that they put trophy support for games, and like I will old game is old, but old game isn't old if you add something fundamentally um, new to the experience. Yeah, right, right. Gives you a reason to play the games again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah, premium isn't really worth it. Uh, X-Ray is a fucking uh, steal. It is a fantastic service. Without the day and date, it's 100% on par with sort of Game Pass's offerings. Like, it, right. there, there's not, as far as I can tell, there is bloat in terms of no one gives a shit about these games, why are they here? But, like, the actual, like, breadth of content, and that's not even talking about the Ubisoft stuff they're going to add it on, that's not even adding on top of the fact that the PlayStation Plus collection that they launched the PS5 with is technically baked into the PlayStation 4 uh, PS Plus extra tier. So there's like a bunch of really good games there for you with the essential tier. And then for the extra tier, it's pretty much a smorgasbord of really great PlayStation 4 PS5 games, like Returnal's on there. Like if you're one of those people who didn't give Returnal a shot. Yeah, I saw a lot of people just like, man, how did I miss this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Sounds like a... Both the Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima Collections Director's cuts are on there. Oh, they're both on there. DJ, go play Death Stranding. Yeah, I have to. I have to. I have to upgrade first. So I have to. I have to do all that. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, yeah. it's, it's busy. You know, I, I still got a couple days left on Gundam uh, Evolution. You know, Sean. I you know I still got to. Uh, I still got to play that game for um, next week's podcast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, all right. Well. Um, I think that does it. I think that does it. I think we did the thing. Oh, versions of was... control are on there. Oh, wait. The ultimate edition no, and the. Okay. okay. I I had it. I had a joke, but I completely lost the joke. Oh, you know, you know what's super funny, Sean? I'm gonna tell you this story. Mm-hmm. This is something I totally forgot about, but DJ just reminded me of. So it, mm-hmm. you're me. It's three o'clock oh. on like a Thursday. Three o'clock a.m. on like a. Oh, Thursday. okay. <laughs> on like a Thursday. I've stayed up way too late. I got work. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I need to go to bed. So I start turning shit down. 
Discord is one of those things that's like it's always on in the background on my PC, so I just forget about it a lot of the time. But as I'm closing the Discord window, I look and it says, huh, DJ online currently in a channel streaming. Like, what? <laughs> so I just I just go into our Discord channel and I'm like, huh, I catch DJ in the Discord by himself just <laughs> in a fucking call by himself yeah. doing God knows what. I was talking to myself, Avery. I confront him. I was recording my daily notes, you know what I mean? But no, I was actually recording a um a video ad that I will be playing in this podcast. So Avery has did the uh the thing that he was supposed to do, which was market the new video ad that we have going on. It's not an actual like we we don't have like ads for like Manscaped or anything. It's just our it's just me Ourself. telling you about our like social channels and stuff and and our uh yeah so you'll you'll see it you'll see it so you'll know oh wait but yes here's an update to our uh you know how i said that playstation proper hadn't said anything yes uh yesterday i wasn't paying attention they also put uh playstation studios sie worldwide reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights also put it hey awesome okay so let me just do my due diligence and say i wasn't talking shit yay for bare minimum Awesome. That that's good. At least they at least they said something. Uh, X, Xbox still has the very uh, corporate. At Xbox, we remain committed to our employees to ensure equal access to healthcare. We will continue to do everything we can under the law to support our employees and enroll dependents uh, access to healthcare. That's uh, up there. There's been no change. You could do better, Microsoft. You could do better under the law. Speaking of doing better. This has been a, another episode of Press X to Start Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, don't forget to like this video, share it with your friends, and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate your help because, again, as I said, every little bit counts, and you will help us on our journey to 100 subscribers. After we get 100 subscribers, we get a paperclip from YouTube. It's pretty cool. It's a red paperclip. It doesn't do anything but be a red paperclip that says YouTube on it. Really, really, really small. Really tiny. Can't really see it. There might actually might not be YouTube on the paperclip. It's, it's kind of hard to tell. I don't have it yet. So uh, get us to 100 subscribers and I'll have it. And then I'll be able to do a podcast about it. And you'll see it for sure. Shout out to none of the major Xbox heads of state actually making any comment as well. The only thing I could find was uh, Sarah Bond, the most prominent woman in Xbox, saying I am anguished. Which either indicates that this is how she's feeling at the news or indicates how she feels internally. Yeah. That's, that's just me speculating. Yeah. Uh, if you miss any of these, any, anything, anything at all, you can go to our website at pressx2start.com. There you can find everything and more. Until next time, where we will be talking about more games. You take care, you be safe, you wash your hands, and you play some video games. You deserve it. Ooh.